Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And indeed, Perry Groves. Yes, that's you, isn't it? That's me, yes. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. No, we just, you uh, thought it was Ray, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I thought I was Ray. Yeah, Ray Bradshaw has just been in to see us. His show Doppelginger, and it was uncanny, as, as, as it was pointed out by Perry. It was like looking at himself a while back. So um, he was on very good form. We chatted uh, to him. Um, we also had a bit of a chat about various things, and we were joined by Joe Dean, who until recently was uh, driving a van for Morrison's, doing deliveries part-time, but he had a big win in the world of golf, and life changed for him drastically yesterday over in Kenya. So Fellow trucker. He, yeah, that's right. He explained all. Um, so I think that should uh, that should get you going here in all this. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Perry. Good afternoon, Pooh. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Not too bad. Just seen a load of Newcastle fans um, at Liverpool Street going to King's Cross and getting themselves back home again wow, <laughs> from God, Saturday it took night. Took them a long time to get. <laughs> Might get as well. Away. It's a very slow walk uh, from from the Emirates. <laughs> it's a little it wait day. You for were them. at the game, weren't you? It was a, yes. I mean, it was a very good turnout. And I mean, not all Newcastle fans live in Newcastle, but a lot of them do. And they they didn't have. They probably couldn't have got a train home at that time. Exactly. So it was a great turnout by them, wasn't it? Yeah, and to be fair as well, even when they went three 0 down. 4-0 down there was no mass exodus normally you think right we'll get out of here because we get home early get the yeah. train you think oh no we can't actually there's no point no exactly so they, they stayed with their team Newcastle fans say 3,000 on a, a Saturday night it's a weird it's a strange I think it's the first 8 o'clock Saturday night game that I've done and been yeah. to and like you wake on Saturdays you wake up you think oh I've got Saturday off in fact, oh no, I haven't. No, you're going to work later on. It's a weird, it's a very strange feeling. Yeah. An eight o'clock kickoff, very strange. On a Saturday, it is, I'm not a fan actually. Yeah, but I must admit, it was rocking. The, the Emirates yeah. was rocking. Yeah, North London forever came, and obviously um, from the defeat against F, uh, FC Porto, everybody's looking at Arsenal, thinking, well, are they going to have a little stutter here? Mm. Did it all skullduggery that Newcastle? I mean, we'll talk about it, later. But it wasn't was a, It wasn't a bad team to play when they came to our place, Newcastle. They're not. They're not quite at it at the moment. I mean, we had the same scoreline against them, and. You know, I, I fancied you big time. I thought you'd win that pretty comfortably, and 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 so you did. Yeah, really. um, I think this team's got a little bit more about them. You know, on the on the mental side, they're yeah. a little bit stronger. Um, it's all coming together. If you think about it, I mean, with Liverpool, their injury issues, they did very well yesterday, and we'll come on to that with Danny later to to make up for the shortfall. But you know, lots and lots of injuries. Gravenbeck could be out for a while. That looked a bit nasty. That tackle. City not completely convincing they're sort of grinding out results I mean Bournemouth easily could have got something out of that so it's all taking shape quite nicely for Arsenal yeah I think as well the uh, mid-season breaks can work for you or work against you and it's worked for Arsenal definitely yeah. because we looked like we was a little bit heavy legged because Saka looked like a little bit tired didn't he so they went to Dubai had them I don't know what sort B put in a Miklatea stake you yeah. must give it to all the other players because they've come back they look absolutely rejuvenised mm. and um, they look refreshed. They've got a lot of energy in them. Um, apart from the FC Porto um, game, which was a little bit poor, but they've reacted from that. 
Mm. And I don't think they would have been able to do that this time last season. I yeah. think that would have played on them psychologically, but that hasn't happened this time. So scoring goals well. So yeah. it's all quietened down about, oh, you ain't got centre forwards and score your goals. Yeah. So that's quietened down a little bit. And the noise about David Raya has quietened down a bit as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because um, he's distribution. I never go. He's got an XL bully at home with this. And he's keeping it apparently as well, yeah. and he's going nowhere. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, now, sad weekend in the world of football. The late great Stan Bowles, of course, we lost Dan and Chris Nickel as well, both to dementia-related illnesses. It's a great, a great shame. And you didn't know Chris, although you were at Southampton. Were you at Southampton just after... Chris, after Chris was there? Yeah, right? I, I, he's obviously been the manager there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, just everybody just talked very, whoever you met, mm. even players that might have fallen out of him, you know, if we've dropped him or whatever, they just said just as a, as a man, he was absolutely top quality and his man management skills were, were brilliant as well. Yeah. You know, he's very straight with you. He didn't play games. He told you why you've been dropped and why you haven't been dropped. Um, yeah, so they just said he was a, a real decent geezer, which is... Always nice to know, isn't it? And you didn't know Stan Bowles, but you <laughs> went to... Actually, it was his second win. Yeah. I, so, I, never knew him or the bride. And um, the first time you met Stan was... Was at the, recep- at the was reception. Was the reception of yeah. his wedding. In what circumstances? Very Tell straight. Us. Well, Terry O'Look was my massive uh, buddy down at Southampton. Mm-hmm. And he used to say, call me Bloodnut. He'd go, Bloodnut, fancy like hell. I'd go, all yeah. right. So, I thought we'd go to Chandler's Ford. And all of a sudden, we're going up... M3, gone past mm. Chandler's Ford, and I think that's a bit strange. I go, Where, what's happening? He said, oh, Bolsey. We're going to meet Bolsey. And it was one of the four pubs around... Because um, they played Brentford. together at Brentford. Yeah, Griffin Park. Terry, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So they were big buddies there. And I said, where are you going? He said, oh, it's Bolsey. We're going to his uh, wedding reception. <laughs> I went, tell him I've never met him. He went, no, it don't matter. He'll be all right. You just go, we're going, blood night. You're with me. So I went, okay. So <laughs> You were his plus one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Terry so, Herlock's plus, plus one. Plus one, yeah. A, a, a ginger, a, a ginger uh, gong... Uh, what we call it? Um, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Do- doppelganger. doppelganger. Yeah, we're going right, to doppelganger. Old, yes, yeah. Um, so we go in, and then uh, Stan Bowles comes up to tell and gives him a massive hug. I don't think he'd seen him for a while. He went, mm. All right, Terry, how's it going, son? He went, Yeah, yeah. He said, Oh, this is my mate uh, Groves. This is Blood Nut. I went, Oh, nice to meet you. I shook his hand. I didn't know what to call him, Mr. Bowles. How you doing? Yes, yeah. And he just went to tell, Couldn't lend us a monkey tail, could you? <laughs> as soon as he walked through the door. First thing. First thing he said to him, yeah. So, yeah, he was. Um, the Maverick, I just remember watching him on Match of the Day. Yeah, And yeah. all the, rub, the muddy pitches where it was like murder ball. Mm. And I saw him live playing for Brentford against Colts United at Lair Road when I was an apprentice. And he wasn't muddy, didn't get dirty. Everybody else, the ball was an inconsequence really. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's smashing each other, elbowing each other, booting each other. <laughs> and he's doing little pirouettes with, you know, with his outside, his left foot and his balance. Yeah. And he'd put like a through ball through in between Colts's right back and centre half. And no one run for it. So basically, he was on a completely different level to yeah. anybody else. But then, instead of just letting it go, he'd actually turn to the stand and put his both arms out as if to say, what am I doing here? Yeah. Have a look what I'm playing with. <laughs> They're not even my level. And you point to his head as if to say, not my level. And then the Coach United fans would give him a massive round of applause and like cheer him. There's yeah. been some brilliant stories emerging today. One of which was, um, as, a, as a young man, he worked in the family's window cleaning business. But he was so bad at it that he was sacked by his grandfather after one day on the job. Well, he's got his chamois level or something. We might ask, have you ever been, uh, you ever been sacked by a <laughs> member of your family? I mean, that must take some explaining. Have you ever been sacked? Let us know. Sacked by a member of the family. Uh, do let us know this afternoon. Uh, other great stories from the, the obituaries that have appeared. Uh, he was in Superstars in 1976, that year that QPR only just lost the title to Liverpool. And um, they went to an army base in Northampton. And the night before they recorded it, he, he, he met up with James Hunt, 
and they got stuck in, drinking lager, wine and brandy. And then Stan went out and ended up with the lowest points total in the programme's <laughs> history. I could imagine when they stood the 1,500 didn't yeah. they, at the end of it. I couldn't mean Bolsey being right at the front of that. No there was, chance. There's another great... So when Dave Sexton was replaced at QBR by Tommy Doherty, and he was a bit suspicious of Tommy Doherty and the way you know he'd have an attitude towards a sort of maverick player like that. And apparently Tom said to him, don't worry, Bolsey, you can trust me. To which uh, Stan Bowles replied, I'd rather trust my chickens were Colonel Sanders. I <laughs> <laughs> think the story's gone round the grapevine to Stan. Would it his book Tom? is brilliant. I read his book years ago, his autobiography. I mean, there is one story in it which is standout just after Sunderland won the FA Cup in 1973. I mean, a lot of people know this one, but just to praise it, it's worth reading in Stan's words if you can find a copy of the book. But they, were go- they just won the FA Cup against Leeds and they played them the following week, midweek. And they put the cup out on a table to show it to all the fans. And like Roker Park was just, it was incredible atmosphere. So Stan was all a bit fed up with this, all this kind of celebrations. And he got the ball at one point and then took off diagonally uh, and then had a little shy at the cup and knocked it <laughs> off the table. Coconuts, it was an it? interesting point. If he thought, I've had enough of this. So smashed the lid off the FA went cup. mad. He didn't think he'd get off in one piece. I don't think you get many footballers doing that uh, these days. So, um, yeah, so you went to his... We're interested to know this. Apart from being sacked by members of your own family, you've ever been to a wedding where you don't know anybody... You don't even know the bride or the groom. That must be a bit weird. Mate, so Rooney went to one, didn't he, um, when he was playing for England? Remember, there was a big furore about that, wasn't there, where England was standing in a hotel? Like a wedding crash. Yeah. I think like, they were pleased to see him. Yeah, well, moment. the bride and groom asked him actually to go in, didn't they? And yes. he knew he wasn't playing the next game. So it was like, all right, Rain, have, have a little table there with your mates. Perfect. Oh, right. Free bar. Oh. Happy days. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's talk a bit of golf now. And uh, two players, one American, one British, have had uh, big weekends. Uh, they've had to do other work to supplement their income as they look to make their way in the uh, world of golf and um, yeah it's uh, uplifting stuff Uh, Jake Knapp has been working doors in his native California to uh, supplement his money won his first PGA Tour title and um, our next guest Joe Dean has been uh, doing a bit of delivery work for Morrison's he he has his uh, tour card which he got through Q school but entering uh, events is expensive uh, and it was proving a problem until he got joint second in the Kenya Open and a life-changing £170,000. And uh, Joe joins us now. Good afternoon, Joe. Hi, guys. You all right? Hello, Joe. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, well, I mean, as I said, yeah, that's... Thank you. It's, I, mean, I, I mean, I was kind of pricing there, but there have been events. There was one in Qatar recently that even though you'd qualified for it, you couldn't really afford to go and play. No, it's uh, it's not the most uh, cheapest of, uh, of sports to play. Um so it's yeah, it requires a lot of financial backing uh, to get to these places. Some are a little cheaper than others, but um, yeah, they tend to be uh, on the expensive side. Yeah, Joe, have you got um, like sponsors for your clubs? You know, and you know, all the top pros, aren't they, for their balls? And if you haven't, is this going to go a long way to help you getting those? So fortunately, Ping of Kitted me out and and sorted me out with uh, equipment, tireless with golf balls. So that side of it is is covered. Um, the other side, however, for covering hotels, uh, air flights, and and stuff like that, I've I've been fortunate for the last couple of events to uh, to to get that. But there was a few events or sort of pre Christmas uh, that I had to back off of just 
to the fact that I couldn't afford to go. And that obviously holds your game back, doesn't allow you to hone your game in competition. But this money, I guess, will allow you... I'm sure you'll have to budget still, uh, but um, this will allow you to play in those tournaments and, and, and train on, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, probably not any first-class flies yet. Um, <laughs> we'll have to get a couple more a couple more good results before that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a massive weight lift off my shoulders and uh, just a, a much better, nicer place to be and, and more relaxed at each yeah. event. Are you still going to do the odd shift for Morrison's or are you going to... You're going to leave it for now. Uh, I, I think, to be honest, um, I might be leaving it for the time being. Uh, <laughs> having said that, this uh, I've got a, possibly a few weeks off, so I might nip in and see the guys and uh, uh, have a good laugh with them. Yeah, brilliant. Joe, I do a bit of van driving in, in my days off as well. There's a company called Driver Hire. So I, I just want to know, oh. when, when you was driving around, what was your snack of choice? Because it's a big <laughs> thing to keep your blood sugar level. Obviously, when you're playing golf, you need snacks, don't you? Keep your blood Do you sugar want to kick us up. off, Perry? What's yeah. your snack of well, choice? Well, mine was a double-decker. Um, oh, yeah, and it's like it's your two-bar double-decker. And in my head, I used to think, well, I'll save the Not second bit for later on. Well, that's going back to the like 70s and 80s, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Because they're a lot smaller now. Yorkers used to be the size of a ruler, didn't they? Yes, indeed. So I do a double-decker and kid myself... That I'm gonna have, you know, have one of the halves and then the other one about five hours later. Oh, it's gone. Doesn't it? work. It yeah. works exactly because you have got the crunch, then yeah, and then you've got the toffee and you have got the chocolate. What was yours, Joe? <laughs> uh, I'd probably say mine was Mars bar, but Ooh. obviously stop driving first and pull over before you start eating. Of course, yeah, of course. yeah actually. And yeah, yeah. and every time you got yeah, out your cab, you'd have your health and safety high vis bib on as well. Joe, obviously, wouldn't you? You wouldn't get out of your cab <laughs> without putting that on. No, obviously not. No, no, don't walk on the on the. Uh, main roadside, obviously on the on the curb oh. side. So, well, this is all, <laughs> yeah, all good procedures you boys point. are clearly <laughs> adhering to. Um, had this been coming? Did you feel? Were you feeling in pretty good, Nick? Did you feel like you know you were going to more likely going to trouble the leaderboard than not? Um, yeah, I mean, my swings felt good for the for probably the last four or five months. Um, it's just been the the fact of getting to the tournaments. Uh, I think. We, myself and my caddy Mike, we went on the driving range on the Wednesday, um, hit probably about 20 balls, the swing felt great, so we never went back to the driving range all week, we just went on the putting green, hit a couple of putts and then went, went on the chipping green straight to the first tee and just went out and played. Joe, so um, obviously £170,000 is a life-changing amount of money, mm. what was the biggest amount you'd won before this and... Do they just transfer it straight in your bank account and you've managed to just go on the cash point? Because if it was me, I'd just be going, I can't wanna wait. See it. I want to see those noughts. Just to go, <laughs> oh my God, it's not overdrawn. Uh, well, the, I think the biggest uh, money I've won uh, prior to this event was uh, the Open I played in in 2017. Uh, just made the cut, so I think I got about £20,000. Uh, I, I hope they just transfer it straight into my bank account. Uh, <laughs> we'll, have to wait, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe some withholding tax, though. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll be kind. Well, you, 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 what's your caddy on? Are they on ten percent? Is that is that a sort of general rule? Uh, I, I, to be honest, I think most guys have uh, have sort of uh, different agreements with the caddies. But yeah, Max was on ten percent this week, so I'm sure uh, I'm he'll sure be chasing he'll be it up for you. That's he'll it, be sending yeah. out the yeah, emails. Yeah. He'll be yeah, making sure. Right. And um, yeah, and what's next for you? Finally, when's your, when's your uh, next event? Uh, it's a it's a bit of a tough one. So it depends what my category gets in. Um, it could be uh, odd chance of getting in Asia in the next uh, sort of three to four weeks. Failing that, it'll probably be uh, 
Belgium a um, couple of weeks after that. So we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah. And has it changed? You were at 2,930th in the world ranking. So what has this, has this made a difference? Has it moved you right up considerably? Uh, I don't think it's moved uh, so much in the world rankings up that much. Uh, maybe like 30, 40 spaces possibly. Right. But uh, the order of merit um, race to Dubai rankings, It's I don't think I had a ranking before the start of the event, but I'm sort of... 35th maybe around that sort of oh, excellent. mark so wow yeah that's jumped me up quite a lot well joe we'll keep an eye on you we wish you well for the future thanks for joining us brilliant joe perfect thank well you done, guys mate. cheers joe dean their golfer was driving a van for morrison's part-time to supplement the income with that 170 grand probably won't need to do that so, i don't know because it, it does but it just you know like any top level sport elite level there's pressure yeah and it just alleviates that that pressure, yeah, doesn't it? You can play natural game. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to think, oh, well, am I going to afford the flights? Can I afford my expenses? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it'll make you just relax that little bit more, yeah. which is a yes. lovely story. Exactly. Two, I mean, you know, golf often the stories are not that positive, you know, sort of live golf lunacy. But yeah, nice story, that one, and the one from the States as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio now, man, we've uh, chatted to on a few occasions. One when Perry was in, um, although it's the first time you two have met. It's like looking in a mirror. It was a mirror. It's, yeah. like, it's like well, the... it's looking in mirror. Me twenty years ago. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's For it. me, because Perry's a wee bit older, it's like when you go to the circus and the mirror makes you a bit older. That's what I'm looking at right now. It's quite, <laughs> exactly. it's quite nice. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And to be fair, it's like the fairground mirrors where you've made me seem slimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I've Obviously, just gone in. I jelly thought you were going the other way. So no, thank you, Perry. Yeah. I appreciate that. Ray Bradshaw is uh, is showing. He got underway last night. Doppelganger was the first night, wasn't yeah, it? At the tour, sunny South End. It was good fun. Uh, good um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to find bald ginger people. We're up to about 350 so far. It's taken over my life. 
I'll be honest. Uh, it's genuinely <laughs> taken over my life. How many were in last night? Of the there was only two. There was only, only two. two. Yeah. So, to get them to stand up, or yeah. So I chat to them and find yeah. out a little bit about them. But since I've had to one one time I was on this show, I've had to put out a statement saying it's not just for bald ginger people because people were stopping buying <laughs> well, tickets. So go in. Yeah, yeah. They thought I was starting like a rally or something like that. But it's not. It's not. <laughs> that Can you do bad. a discount then for bald ginger? people? I tried to. Beards. I'm not allowed to. It's a uh, positive discrimination. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I tried it. By the way. That's the only time I've ever heard positive discrimination where gingers are concerned. Yeah. Trust me, I've never ever heard. That's probably not been heard since the witches and warlocks were burnt back in like yeah yeah the what, bad old days. What was true. fun like so all my shows are sign language interpreted. So my mum and dad are both deaf, and um, my sign language interpreter was bald and ginger last night as well. So ah. it was like I've gone full circle on this. So it's not it's not always the case. No, the, no, no. You, no. Just, you don't take one round with you of the bald. Okay, no, because what people don't realise is regionally like sign language is different. Yeah, you're, so, you were telling that yeah. last time I didn't realise. So and in like, the states, you're saying it's completely. Oh, it's completely different. different. Like, I can't it, do my show. Is it different in Essex then? Yeah, well, yeah. So the worst one was Bedford. So Swearier in Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit more fake tan. The the Scottish sign um, and the English sign for spy are different. So I was doing a show uh, in Bedford and I talked about how I thought my dad was a spy when I was growing up. And I I lost all death on these people. It turns out the sign I was using is a circle around your right eye. Hmm. And in Bedford, they do a little magnifying glass. And my sign for spy is their sign for pervert. So, so all you the, were saying my dad was a pervert. All the deaf people saw me saying when I was six, I thought my dad was a pervert, and I used to hide behind him. And I was like, no, that is a different joke, man. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think we said to you at the time, right? It's it's incredible, really, that it's not a universal language. Yeah. Have attempts been made to kind of to sort of make it universal? Not, around, not no? really. And there's it's like Irish sign language is one-handed, whereas Northern Irish sign language is two-handed. Based on like French sign language is kind of what American sign language is based on. So not hugely, and even. Like in England, the days of the week are different to Scotland. Yeah. So l- there's so many different things, and there's no, there's been no attempt, which I'm quite glad because I've got a market for it. My favourite right. difference was when I went to Australia. Uh, one of the Scottish signs for sex is the Australian sign for Coca-Cola. <laughs> so this deaf woman offered me a coke and I was like I love Australia man this is amazing <laughs> fair, if you did double sign you get both didn't you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody you got, wins you got a smile <laughs> yeah it's, I mean it must I mean in all seriousness it must cause issues I mean, it would be ideal if you could just travel the world just chatting to people I suppose you don't you don't with language so why would you with yeah, sign language so I was in Boston and I was out for dinner with my wife and we're sitting next to it and there was two people signing and one was using Japanese sign language one was using American sign language and I know British sign language and I could kind of make out what they were saying okay. Okay, so there are fundamentals in place. Yeah, you can, you you can, can get, get by a bit yeah, like, like yeah. two beers is the same as if you when yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to Spain. Signing of the and you can uh, facial expression. You can j- guess the tone, whether it's good or bad, from that way and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, you know, you said about obviously different areas, different countries for the doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. What's the highest percentage of doppelgangers you've had in? Because you said Boston. Yeah. Now I'd imagine because of the Celtic roots yeah, and yeah, the yeah, Irish yeah. roots there yeah. that there'd be quite a high percentage yeah the most ones I've had Scotland Ireland and Germany Germany was the one that surprised me Scandinavia as well yeah uh, but I don't know whether it's because think about the Celtic things maybe we are Vikings, Vikings right yeah, back exactly, in the start because yeah. when like when you're growing up and there's not that many like ginger footballers yeah. is there so they always stand out like the John you... Hartson of course yeah when it really comes to Billy Bremner, Billy yeah, and then you get called flame haired the flame haired Scott yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was always... such a polite way of what yeah, people exactly, called him yeah because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like now I'm struggling to think of many over the last few years maybe we're do you think ginger people just yeah. worse at football what do you think yeah. it is <laughs> 
I don't mean to look at you when I say that. You watch me play. It was a stick to beat you with. You'd get a lot of clogged. They'd called you when they were calling you what they really wanted to call you. They would, you know, they they would. Ginger was the precursor for the word they really wanted to get to when they were giving you. You ginger, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It was never you flame head or you or you red head. Oh, you red head. Yeah. Strawberry blonde. You're not getting that from the stands, are you? Well, Ray Parler is a ginger in denial, by the way. I said, what does he call himself? Well, because he's. I know from when I was playing with him, he was a lot redder. And then all of a sudden, I think it was Sun In. Can you remember Sun In? Was that before oh, your time? Before my time, yeah. There was a, wasn't there a product called Sun yes, In, yeah, which yeah. I have to put my hands up now as confession. I did use a bit of it. So what does it so, do? So you put it, it's like bleach. So you put it, makes you a little bit blonder. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but it just doesn't work. All it does is just itch your scalp. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. If the people from Sun In are listening, I'm yeah. sure they've worked on <laughs> yeah. the recipe since. Yeah. And but I forgot I was ginger. And you go, yeah, a little bit more fair skinned. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, the ginger. I, who's my Alan Ball was the other like. Oh, Alan, yeah, yeah it's incredible. Yeah, but you do years. tend to because you're ginger. You too do tend. There was a, a time in the eighties mm. where gingers were going to take over because Fergie had got uh, and married Prince Andrew, got into the royal family. Yeah. Steve Davis was winning every snooker tournament wow. in sight. Neil Kinnock was going to become prime minister. Yeah, and then he fell over on the beach. What a and I was yeah. like, what if you, he just put gingers back? Like, yeah. I think by one fall over I mean, on the beach. Do you know what it's the anti-ginger agenda. Yeah. Yeah. people have been holding us down for too long. Yeah, someone like, was a wave happened. machine at Brighton Beach, <laughs> and they just turned it up. You can fall over. It's amazing you can stop being prime minister of the country just because you fell, fell over. over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So good. And so you on to Cardiff next on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, and you're you're right around the country. And um, so there's still a, let's point out it's not just for ball ginger no, people. No, sadly not. No, um, no, it's for it, it's for everybody. Yeah, and every show sing language um, interpreted. So deaf people, hearing people in the audience, which I always yeah. love because yeah. you get a different dynamic and people laugh at different times and it's just fun. The worst thing is um, deaf people sometimes heckle you. So like you see the signing and then you go to speak to them and then they pretend they haven't heckled you. So it just looks uh, like you've made it up and you're bullying them. <laughs> so that kind of stuff happens so as does well. So th- I mean, does that slightly throw you? I mean, when somebody says something, that's immediate and the whole audience gets it. If someone's signing, are you kind of saying, well, that woman down there is... You yeah, there's, be- a lot, there's a little pause and you relay it and stuff yeah. like that. But that's what I've done in my house all my life. So it's so normal to me. Yeah. But I think for some hearing audience members, it's maybe a, the first five, ten minutes takes a bit of stuff to get used yeah. to. I think but- I could... Um, heckle in sign language. It's not difficult, is it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you've got yeah. one or two basic Fingers signs yeah. that you, exactly. yeah. that you work. You just get flashbacks to your time in the pitch yeah, <laughs> from the right, stands, yeah. and then do yeah. that one. Yeah. It must be great for people coming along, deaf people coming along to see the show, to have a show like this that, that, that they can. Because I mean, this isn't common, is it? You have someone no, signing. It's, get, it's getting better. So some, like I just saw, literally before I came in, Sarah Millican's just announced five sign language interpreted shows. Uh, John Bishop doing, I think, five or six. But I've got the whole tour, so it's something that I'm really proud of. Like. My family, like, so my cousin is the goalie for this Scottish deaf futsal team. He plays for Barnet down here. So, like, I'm steeped in that kind of history. So, I love it. See, I did Bradford last tour, and there was a deaf family there. And it was grandparents, deaf grandparents, deaf children, and hearing grandchildren. And it was the first time they'd ever gone to a theatre together. And it's because it was the first time it was accessible for oh, all of them. Wow. So things like that yeah. just makes me really, really proud. But yeah. at the end of the day, you pay your money, you have a laugh, and that's the main point of the show, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, tickets are available at Ray Bradshaw. Com. It's an yep. extensive tour going right through the start of May, and I'd be very surprised if he's not near you somewhere in the UK over the next couple of months because, yeah, you, you've got a lot of dates coming up. Yeah, it's a lot of travelling. It's almost like I've got a four year old son, and when I go on tour, I get a long life. <laughs> so yeah. that's very much. And, um, if you need any guest appearances, then myself yeah. and John Hartson yeah. are available. Celebrity football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine I just, just started an agency, it's just you two and James Collins yeah. just being pushed <laughs> out. Is that, yeah. <laughs> 
That's Gareth very... Thomas as well. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but get, don't have to say anything. We just walk on. Just <laughs> randomly just a walk on. Like the doppelganger agency. Oh, yeah. I meant that's it. I meant the it. Ne- that's the next step. Yeah. Bankrupt within two years. 100%. <laughs> uh, Partick Thistle. I saw the manager railing. Uh, he played Friday night. Got beat by Dunfermline at home. But he's doing that thing. That I'm never quite sure if it works. Or not. He's writing to the SFA. He's writing yeah. to the FA about being sawn off in his eyes. Some bad decision. Were they bad? Two, two goals disallowed. One is because we don't have VAR at that level yeah. um, one of them is blatantly a goal and the ref the ref gives it and then there's a conversation somehow and then it gets chopped oh. off the other thing is I mean Chris Doolin great manager club legend hall of famer for our club and all that kind of stuff but him writing to the SFA takes off the pressure of us conceding three bad goals which isn't mentioned yeah. about because we're talking about that we've conceded three in our last three games that's the worry and so it was one nil up at the time wasn't it, when it yeah, was so allowed, we, yeah. for the first one we were yeah, one nil up yeah. the second time we were two one down and we equalised got disallowed and then it went 3-1 so it went that way so it's just yeah. so frustrating just be careful what you wish for right into FAs because trust me you don't want VAR do no you know no, I mean? no, no. That's, don't that's some people that. talking about they've got it in the got it in the SPL yeah. I think yeah. a lot of fans are wishing they didn't no. yeah in the Premiership it's hit and miss but yesterday was quite refreshing so in the um, Celtic game Willie Collum gets called over because one of the Motherwell players they think is a red card and he went against the recommendation and just played on said there was enough cover stuff like that and when things like that happen VR you don't mind yeah. Yeah. but it's the minute you get the automatic referral you're like there's, there's no point yeah, yeah exactly. there's no point I think Scottish football still only um, it boasts the only referee not in a celebrity show that was on Family Fortunes so remember we were doing we were doing fantasy football years ago I found this old footage of Hugh Dallas was Hugh Dallas, Dallas his Dallas son's a ref on. now as well oh wow Oh, yeah, the Dallas, he was probably up the Dallas family were on family fortunes but not as celebs purely as uh, if you turned fantasy. on the TV as the Dallas family you'd think they're celebs and then you find out he's a referee from like Motherwell yeah. or something that's so disappointing <laughs> you asked it in the playoff positions I mean yeah. it's not going to get any better than that because there's a bit of a gap isn't there from the top yeah. two but you're, you're probably in the playoffs looking yeah, at it so we, yeah the way I, um, I think there's a 7-8 point gap to fifth place so we'll probably yeah. get the playoffs last year we had a horrific playoff we won five of our six games then lost three goals in 19 minutes and that chucked us out but I think the main aim for us this year we lost a lot of players we were 400 grand in the hole right. um, if we hadn't drawn Rangers in the cup last year we would have been 600 grand down like really bad time so we've gone fan owned we've got a lot of young players guys like Ben Stanway an 18 year old who's maybe made 30 appearances for us this season so it's kind of a change a shift yeah. this year so hopefully we can kind of push on but the big thing for Scottish fans this year is the Euros like yeah, that course. is the big yeah, thing yeah, Germany bound man like I cannot wait for it the thing I've got to ask you is how's Kingsley Oh right? yes, is Kingsley all right? Kingsley's good. He's <laughs> the disturbing mascot, the shriggly mascot. That's like you've been on acid trip. It's it? so good. There's, we see when Thistle first launched Kingsley, they did an event in George Square where Kingsley would do things. So there's tons of pictures of him just walking your dog down the street or babysitting your children and all that oh, yeah. stuff. If you've not seen Kingsley, yeah. it was a masterstroke by the team at the time. It's a kind of grotesque, odd-shaped yellow thing. Sorry, Kingsley, yeah. if you're listening. With a, but- Angry designer, like sort of face. So yeah. It's not a happy smiley face. It's like it? imagine one of like Lisa Simpson had a baby with this Teletubby son, yeah. and it just kind of looks like that. It's spiky. It's angry. It likes to show his bum when Celtic are doing the huddle and stuff yeah. like that. It's it's great. But it's funny you say that, Perry. The amount of times I say I'm a Thistle fan and people go, "No, I've never heard of them," and they show them the mascot. They're like, yeah. "Oh, that guy! That guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my sleep paralysis demon." I know who that is. I've mentioned before. I went to Hearts many years ago, and Hearty Harry, I think, was the only mascot, and he was weird because he wasn't quite big enough to be a mascot, but was kind of too big to be a man. Yeah. And it was <laughs> quite freakish middle ground that I couldn't quite get my head around. There's something that's kind of fallen out. We used to have some great mascots. The Paisley Panda was one for St Mirren that I think eventually got sacked for doing abusive stuff to oh, other right. opposition fans and stuff like. <laughs> But 
the mascots have become less and less a thing apart from Kingsley and now the only time you really see them is during the minute silences yeah, and you see them standing are, there they, and that's they, the thing you see it, them oh. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast George Anacobi has a number of features today the manager uh, in the papers one of the things he, he said he got a message of uh, good luck from Roger Miller Cameroon legend uh, and uh, George is from Cameroon but one of the things he talked about is to watch the 1990 World Cup pairing they all used to go to this bloke's house in the village they lived in because he's the one who had a telly and he used to charge everybody to watch the telly but yeah. so you've got a previ- bit of previous when things. I read it um, obviously George Alicobe said he was his hero Roger Miller and mm. I was like that's a bit harsh charging your mates to come in and watch the World Cup and I yeah. thought I used to do that because Why did you when do I was it? when I was a kid, we was I was about 13, 14, I think, and we was the first family to have a video recorder. Right. It was a VHS. It wasn't the other one was Betamax. Betamax, yeah, yeah, they were not good, were they? So well, I went Betamax. What a smart move! Early, what a smart early, move that was. <laughs> what well, didn't buy shares in them? Early adopted. No. <laughs> um, so I used to go in the old days. This is one for teenagers. Well, there was Blockbusters and there was an independent video oh, yeah. shop where you could hire your videos from. Yeah. So I knew the bloke in there, and he used to be like £2.50 mm-hmm. to hire a video. And for some reason, looking back a bit weird, we used to have The Exorcist, like The Omen, right. The Legacy. They're all like horror films. Horror here films. Eyes, yeah, Scanners. Yeah. You know, oh, blimey. So I said to my mates, there's five of us, I said, look, it's 2 50 then um, I ain't paying for it all. We'll pay 50p each. Yeah. And they went, yeah, all right. So just come around my house, 50p each, but... And then word went round the school, mm. and all of a sudden people were saying, are you showing a film later on tonight? <laughs> I've come like Pearl and Dean. Well, where is like... <laughs> and I went, well, yeah. I said, can we come round? All right. So there was a time I'd had 20 people around my house. So you were up on the deal. Ten all those 50 P's. £7.50 each time. So I used to do two screenings. Because <laughs> I had it for three days. So two do, screenings. Yeah, Did you them. have a little torch to get people no, to come sit down properly? My mum used to bring in, like, teas and, like, little Did bits of cake. charge for them? No, that was free. But I, looking back... Why didn't they get ice creams? You should have done. You should have come out one of those things round your yeah. neck, couldn't you? Serving the ice so cream. So I just used to pull the curtains, play all dark, and there's like 20 random people from my school just sitting in oh, watch. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, those were the days. Hiring, hiring videos. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'm back with uh, Charlie tomorrow. Are you back on Sunday, Perry? No, I'm back on your on holiday, aren't you, I think? Um, back yes. on Wednesday with Shaban oh, and Thursday with Charlie. Oh, excellent. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. That's good news. Um, tomorrow, Josh Pugh, very funny man, will be joining us. Bill Bailey, an equally funny man, joining us. And lots more besides. Do hope you can join myself and Charlie from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.